What up, guys? Welcome to Hot Topic. This is episode two. You got me, my boy Will, and we got a special guest today, my younger brother, Josiah Turner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, what are you, current, former high school football player? Yep. Team captain. Team, team captain. Team, team captain. Yeah. Okay. What position were you? Defensive end. Defensive and end. And O-line, but we don't and, to talk about that part. And, no. <laughs> and then currently at Harper um what's your major music right music major yes music major yes. and uh also worship leader on the weekends yep yep no yeah great to have you on here i'm super excited it's gonna be a great episode we just get to talk about childhood and just like everything like our I'm family growing up. Oh, wow. yeah come on let's get into it <laughs> COVID, all that um and then just also the like you know pursuing the lord and just like what you're doing right now like with the thing with the outlet the yeah. zoom meetings yeah, yeah really yeah. excited about that wanting to you know spread that to my audience and just like give them that insight you know kind of like why you started it and just like plans on it moving forward for so, sure for sure honestly i mean i'm, I'm just ready to dive in at let's this go point. let's go so <laughs> what are we gonna let, let's start with the childhood like us just okay growing up growing <laughs> yeah. up um so yeah i'm the middle i'm the middle i'm you're the oldest. We got a yeah. little one, Nehemiah, Young and MT, aka. Um, <laughs> shout out Young and MT. Yeah, shout out Young and MT. <laughs> we wish you were here, bro, bro but okay. <laughs> Growing up, I think was really, really cool for me, I always say, because like when I was the middle, so like at first I was like, I was the forgotten child, you know, but yeah. now that I'm older, I think it's so cool because I get to really have like a meaningful relationship with both of y'all. Like I get, to, I'm old enough that I can understand like growing up and like being a broke college student and like trying to figure out my life. Yeah. But then I'm also like not far, super far removed from like seventh grade. That like I'd be all up in that seventh grade drama, and it is juicy, boy. It's juicy. <laughs> Extra juicy. Hearing about like little girlfriends. It, it's funny. It started in like third, fourth grade, and now it's like seventh grade. Now they got phones, and now it's like yeah, it's intensified. Now. No, it's intensified, and like people be crying. I'm like, bro, like. Go on Ubu or something like that. I don't even know what Ubu is either. I'm like, what you talking about? They got Roblox. That's yeah, what they like, have. Roblox. They yeah. Roblox. You flirting with a Sim character? Like, get on my the face. block. The yeah. block. Join my party. Yeah. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. That's you got Roblox Riz. Like, well, come on. Well, you you know Roblox, right? Yeah. yeah. How old is you guys? Younger brother. Thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. You're how old is your son? I'm nineteen. Nineteen. So Turning you, guys are, you guys are a lot more closer in age than your younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, like yeah, difficult, yeah. kind of like more to relate to him. In a way, like I feel like having for, you guys being so close together in age, and then having a younger brother, like I don't know. I feel like for me, well, I, like I didn't go away for college, so I'm still at home. Yeah, and it's kind of cool to like watch him grow up, like mm-hmm. little Nehemiah. Like remember for yeah. quarantine Nehemiah no. versus like now he's totally different. He's growing up. He's definitely like that middle school like annoying phase where you think you're oh, all yeah. that. But, oh like, yeah. Like I said, I feel like I'm not super far removed from it that like I can still like relate to him, talk to him, and give him advice. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely a little bit closer. Me and Nehemiah, we just always beef every every time I come home. I just want to be, you know, genuine and wholesome sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know, how's seventh grade man? How's life man? How's basketball? He's like, what's up, ugly? I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. I was, I was trying to be a supportive older brother for a second, and never mind. And then he just like, I could beat you one on one. So you know me, I'm competitive. So I'm like, all right, let's go play one on one, and then I beat him, and then he just crying all. Yeah, but it. like the absurd thing is that Isaiah is a grown 23 year old man, and he <laughs> comes back inside like drenched shirt, dirty shirt. I'm like, bro, why are you out here like doing all this with a 13? I'm just competitive. Like, That's yeah. how it is. I've always been competitive my whole life. I'm not taking. I'm giving him no mercy. I'm gonna be the best basketball player in the house forever. I'm gonna be 50 years old. And we gonna we gonna be at the barbecue. 
at the cookout, and it's going to be me and him playing one-on-one in the driveway. Yeah, y'all can have that one. <laughs> y'all can have that one. I'm good on that one. It's really, it's, it's, it's like that. But, I mean, that's that's just our house. You remember, like, quarantine, COVID, 2K, we had 2K? 2K, 2K oh, yeah. 2K. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, it, boy. From when I was five years old, he gave me no mercy. Yeah, no mercy. No, no mercy. mercy. I was too many weapons. That's what he used to say every time. <laughs> if he's if he started scoring, he yelling. And oh. if he also is losing, he's also oh, yelling. So 2K cheating if he losing. Yeah, yeah. It's, 2K it's, cheating it's, if he losing. It's not that he does he's not good. It's no, that they're cheating. It's always it's always cheating. He's like, how you do that? How you do that? I'm like, I just I'm just playing the game. <laughs> And he'd be in a bad mood for like an hour after we play. Yeah, him. no. Like it's just 2K. We would be up like late playing because he would just would have to beat you. Oh my gosh. Two 2K. I miss those. I yeah, when we make the fantasy team. That was fun. That was dope. That was, that was, that dope. was a lot of fun. Um, but no, like let's go back to COVID. I was gonna COVID say year. We got, 20, 2020 oh COVID. <laughs> that year was crazy. We because I mean everybody was in quarantine, but we were in like Turner quarantine. It was it was different. No, we were in prison. That was not it was, quarantine. It was prison. There were, there's two different things. Quarantine <laughs> is like, oh, until you're better, you're gonna get back out. Yeah. We never were we were not allowed to go back out. Yeah. Like what what did we not see our friends like literally no contact with our friends for like eight months? Yeah, like nine eight months. months. And then the part for me was like I had got in trouble two weeks before oh quarantine happened. <laughs> yeah, you so did. I got in trouble two weeks before quarantine happened. I'm thinking like, oh, when the two weeks up, I'm about to be out oh, with, my, yeah. with my people. Quarantine happened. I'm like, you're lying. Yeah. You're actually joking. So I had like eight months plus two. I would say, didn't they add like some extra time for you after COVID, after quarantine? And yeah. just because you, there's like, know. that don't count as your punishment. Yeah, you I, had to I, do I, an extra month. I was held against my will. Like I, I was held against my will. Oh so my gosh. I didn't really have a choice but to find Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we was all just in prison at that point. Thanks. You guys were locked up for eight months. Basically. No, like, it was crazy. It, our friends would, like, joke around and be like, free my boy. <laughs> no, literally. Literally. And then the, the, like, crazy part was, like, we got five, we're five people deep in our family, but oh, our yeah. house is not built for five people deep. Oh, yeah, no. So we got, like, three brothers that are grown up, kind of mm-hmm. musty, like, it's not the greatest, all in one small bedroom. Yeah. Like, it was not the vibes. Plus the dog. Yeah, plus the dog. <laughs> Rest in peace, Brody. Brody. Oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we all cooped up in our room. If you mad at somebody, that's tough because yeah. you ain't. Oh there's nowhere gosh. else to go. Oh yeah, like the Sunday with. debates. We had we used to have these debates every Sunday. It would just be like anything. Like yeah. I don't even know one one week it'd be about COVID itself. The mm-hmm. next week it could be about football and mm-hmm. basketball, and then and then it'd be about worshiping. Like it could be anything. And just at the end of it, if if it was heated. You couldn't even. Everybody couldn't even <laughs> separate in the house. Like one per, the one of the parents could go to the room. Yeah. One of us could go to our room, and then like basically two people just kind of stuck, <laughs> staring at each other, at in, each the, other. In, the, in the living room, still mad, on opposite sides of the couch, just not saying a word, going on your phone, <laughs> acting like they're not there. Like, dude, cr- coronavirus was like a traumatizing time for people, dude. Like, oh yeah, dude, family. I me and my family were butted heads. It's yeah, like, it's, not, it's something you've never experienced in your entire life. Yeah. Like everyone home all day, every day. Yeah, so. My dad be coming in my room. I'm playing Madden until 5 a.m. And he mm-hmm. didn't have to go to work for like two. Like It was like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't have shit to do once yeah. he had to start going back to work. Yeah. Like, so he'd come in my room when he waking up for work at like 5 a.m. And I'm playing Madden. He's like, 
fucking, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Do something with your life. I'm yeah. like, what is there to do? There's nothing to do. Nah, right, like, what do you There's want like, you to do? To do. <laughs> Especially in our case, they were like, oh, like, wow, well, try to do something. Ma'am, you're not letting me go that outside. Was, that was the worst. Like, yeah, we, they were... Well, dad would get on us because it would be we got to the point where it was like four in the morning, like we just mm-hmm. playing video games, doing whatever too on FaceTime, everything. Yeah. And he like, this is just not okay. Like everybody's sleeping schedule is just like people going to sleep at six o'clock. I'm going to work and and y'all are sleeping until two. Yeah. And then, I'm like, sir, at least you can go to work. Exactly. <laughs> we, you couldn't even breathe. We yeah. our mom oh our mom gave us what? One or two oh days at the gym. Gosh, the rationing of days. The, yeah. I have never done so much math in my life, boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad at math, but I was all of a sudden a mathematician. <laughs> we get like three days in the week to ration it. So I'm like yeah. texting my friends at the top of the week, like, y'all got to give me days yeah. and plans already because no, I got to figure out like process of elimination, what's most important, what do I not want to miss? Like, it was crazy. And then you get like a two hour limit at the gym. Oh, and yeah. that includes travel time to the gym and travel time to home. So, it was just so like, you timer was running, exactly. <laughs> and it was a legit timer. If you was two minute, two hours and like ten minutes, you got a call from mom. And where are you? She was like, "Where you at?" I'm bench pressing. That's why I'm, I'm literally. Like, I'm sorry, my friend got here late. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm got like two more exactly. sets. Like she, I, I told you two hours. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. The, the just sheer anxiety every time you were outside of the house, like it was just crazy, just crazy. Thank God we didn't have Life three sixty. Nehemiah, he got it now. No. Oh, I, I'm. Ugh, I, if they, I hope they don't see it. But if I had Life 360 in high school, I would have been a bum. I would have had no social life. Yeah, Life 360. I, had no... I had friends that had it, and I was so glad. Boy, do you remember didn't. that one time that we were sitting on the couch, and Mama was like, "Oh, I've heard about this Life 360 thing," and we literally just looked at each other and changed the topic yeah, so fast. We did. I was I like, "Boy." <laughs> We was like, oh no, we never heard yeah, of it. Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. You're right. So many times my mom would be like, all right, download this. I got it downloaded. I'd be like, my phone ain't working right now. <laughs> not, not enough storage. Like, I was yeah. not playing with that. It, it, was, it was crazy. Quarantine just overall was like a crazy, crazy time. But I do think that like also a lot of like good things did come I out agree. of it. I agree. I agree. Like in terms of like self growth and like stuff like that. Like yeah. that's, I think I've done the most growth in my life thus far in quarantine yeah i can definitely agree with that a thousand percent in the moment quarantine was terrible and even like a few months afterwards like you still just had the emotion and anger of like i was locked up for so long blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. like when you actually can reflect and realize like what's spending that much time with ourselves alone like actually allowed us to learn about ourselves like after a while you can you can't keep playing video games you can't keep playing basketball in the house like you got to eventually start reading or just like figure find an interest and like you know for you it was a big thing you start to really pursue like your faith and like seeking the lord and Mm -hmm. all that Mm -hmm. and like i feel like I started to do that as well. And then also, like, that's when, like, a lot of the fitness stuff is what really took yeah, off for me. Yeah. And I really started to pursue influence. And so, like, honestly, it's gotten us to the point where we are today. So, like, literally. <laughs> thank you, thank Mom. God. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank God. Mom. Thank you, thank Mom. God, like, she knew what she was doing. I don't really think she did. I think God <laughs> yeah. knew what he was doing. That's really what it was. God did. Yeah, God did. Come on. <laughs> no, but that, that whole experience was, it taught us a lot. It was it, just that there was so much, too. Like, there was the aspect of just, like, being lonely. Yeah. But also as like black men during that time too, oh, yeah. there was so much going on like in yeah. the nation and just like conversations that had to be had with people that we grew up with yeah. and like finding things out that like were ne- not necessarily the easiest thing to like digest and be like, oh, like you don't really see or understand what it's like for me in this environment and mm-hmm. you don't care either. Yeah. That was really what hurt because it wasn't yeah. like 
I got to the point where I was like, I'm okay with having these conversations if uh-huh. we're friends and I care about you. Like that, that's what friends do. And if it but, came out of ignorance, I would say too, that, exactly. that was my biggest thing. Like if people have asked us questions and they were like, just cause they didn't know they didn't grow up around black people. Like it's mm-hmm. very understandable. Yeah. It was the people who like, were kind of like defending the racism at that time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I was like, we legit got to burn some bridges. And it was very unfortunate. No, that was like, for someone who grew up in a very heavily Republican community, yeah. In a yeah, conservative community in Belvedere, such a small town, and to be around like a very like no, we're not like if I'm not saying like you know my family's not extremely political, but we're yeah. we're definitely liberals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like hard to see how my people that I grew up with and my town was reacting to all that, yeah. especially in the heat of like you got COVID. And like you're saying, you guys were locked up for eight months. Like yeah. Belvedere, there was really no lockdown. Like yeah, my yeah. family was locked up. Yeah. And it was hard because there was like people like going out all the time in Belvedere. Yeah, like, yeah. There just really was no like uh limitations there when it came to COVID. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just going through uh that period of time for African Americans and seeing like what like Rockford was going through and all that, yeah. and like people getting online and like just kind of defending the racism was like yeah. it was like just a, like burnt bridges were burnt and yeah, like sure. you know i'm not someone who can sit here and say like you know i grew up like around heavily you know yeah population not at all but like you know a lot of my friends are and i've been living in chicago i was already living in chicago at that point when this yeah, was all yeah. going down so it was just like a really hard fucking area like a yeah. really hard time to live through and like realize like damn these people are just like not someone you want to surround yourself with anymore like to see what you see online but it was just hard it was just sad it was just like really really sad i think for me it was Mm -hmm. the reason why i had to find another like source and outlet yeah outlet just plug my whole thing (laughs) you see what i did there y'all but uh yeah right promo but um it was just really sad because like for me like i grew up like mostly in schomburg or in schomburg palatine area so the people that i was friends with up until like the end of high school or kind of was they were the same group of kids and i was the only black kid mm-hmm. for all of like all of my life in my friend group so there was always things that i peeped and things that i kind of let slide but like i mm-hmm. never really put thought into it until quarantine yeah and then it was just the part of like having conversations with certain people and being like well this makes me feel this way and this is why mm-hmm. and like maybe you shouldn't do this and this is why you shouldn't do this yeah and like i'm trying to have a conversation with you in love yeah but like you're just being like you're just so close-minded and like that's what it was just like wow like i don't think that you yeah. care about me like you don't really care about me and like it was really hard so then that's why i was yeah. kind of just like you know what like lord please because i ain't got nobody yeah. else <laughs> no that, it was definitely like you say it's just rough because you we do grow up in a predominantly white area and it's just like you know being a being a black person in a predominantly white area uh, like you kind of understand that you gotta be the good one or the, or the bad one and it's kind of sad but like they they honestly split up the black kids in the schools to, to kind of be against each other if you really think yes. about it because the treat the teachers they take the good kids that they get a's and play sports and are involved in school and they always call on you in class and mm-hmm. they're they involved with you and, and you kind of you blend in more with the the, the white students and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then you got people from the inner city that are moving you know to the service because their parents want to get them a better life yeah and then they they you know they they skip in class they they do all these things teachers see them with their hood up and they tell them like oh no like you skip in class all these things and then in the classroom it's just like they sit in the corner like nobody mm-hmm. come up to them and then like it's like so unfortunate it is like it, it's really sad like i had somebody reach out to me like after high school and they mm-hmm. were kind of like said something to the fact of basically like 
I felt like me and you weren't able to really like talk or connect because like teachers treated sure. you so well and, yeah. and they didn't talk to me. And then like you were always with the popular kids and the yeah. athletes and, the, and it made me feel terrible because I was like, that was never my intention. Like, I was a coon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have to cut that one out. <laughs> Oops, but, but no, like for real, that was just like a crazy time. Um, but no, that was just it was just insane. It is though, like it's it's so true. The whole like pedestal thing is so true, and it's one thing that I realized towards the end of high school because we were in quarantine my like junior and sophomore year. Yeah, but then I started to look around and like I would talk to those kids that I never really talked to exactly because you just naturally get grouped, and it's like. Oh, this and it's like we were at war with each other. They they would think that you're whitewashed or think that you're yeah, this yeah. because of whatever. And then like the the teachers, you weren't or the students, you weren't white enough. You weren't white enough for the mm -hmm. white students. Yep. And then you were too white yep. for the black, the black students. students. Yep. So you were in this weird medium of being like, what the heck do I do? Yeah. Like, what the heck do I do? And you got to put keep having a smile on your face. Yeah. And keep answering questions and keep putting on this face. So then you don't get written off and like get stripped of opportunity and like it was just it's and, a weird game and that's honestly like that's the sad thing about like life though and even like i can tell you about corporate america now and it's kind of the same thing yeah i can't go in the bar and go play ski with like my coworker. Exactly. they can they can be like oh yeah like knew it <laughs> yeah knew it <laughs> so it's like honestly like that's just the thing that's like it's tough but you know i think as we both grown up though and we've started to evolve as as men mm -hmm. and especially men of men of men in christ and everything like yeah. that and the way that our mom and parents kind of allowed us to grow up is like we gonna be ourselves unapologetically yeah and like that's the thing i'm gonna do me i'm gonna keep being me and and people gonna love it or hate it and i know you the same way yeah you're gonna do you you and people gonna love it or hate it but you're gonna stay true to that yeah yeah like just to base off of like what you guys were saying about like like how you guys felt grouped away from each other and like you know, as someone who's white, you yeah. know, it's like not something you really pay attention to until you start, you know, when I'm around my black friends and you hear like, oh, he's like the whitest black dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. what? Like, yeah, yeah. No, they're just like, that's like, that's fucked yeah. up. Like, that's exactly. fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, exactly. just because he hangs out with us and we're white and he acts like us doesn't mean mm -hmm. he's like, oh, he's the whitest exactly. black dude I know. Because then it's like, it's like, what are you saying about regular black people then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. It is. It's so fucked up. It's and like, like you can't characterize someone like that because exactly. he's hanging around and like acting like we're like, like acting like we are just because we're white. Like, yeah, don't put the label on it. Exactly. Like, and there's so many layers to that because mm -hmm. like one, what do you expect somebody who grew up in an environment? How do you expect exactly. them to act? Exactly. If you are black and you grew up in a white environment, you are going to be interested in of white course. things because that's what you did growing that was up. your culture. Around. That don't mean that you're not black. Yeah. And then why is it also that we associate being black with negative things? Mm -hmm. Why do we associate being black with improper english why do we yeah. associate being and black and hoods with and, yeah and guns and yeah drugs and guns and, and drugs and all this stuff that like, just why? that also shows like how low you think of black people and that we can only amount to this low thing yeah like we we can be so much more we can be you can have a black person that's a business person you can have a black person that's an artist you can have a black person that's i agree uh, like all these things and they're still black yeah we allow white people to be different types of white people so why can't black people come in different like forms and come in di with different interests and just not be this like stereotype i agree i think the, like the big thing with that too is like the importance of like representation mm -hmm. and that's like one thing that i've learned over time is that like when you have like people ahead of you who look like you doing something it gives you all the confidence in the world that you can do it and like one vivid thing i'll never forget 
is being, you know, eight years old, walking in mama's room when Barack Obama first became president. Yeah. And she was like bawling her eyes out and crying. And Mm -hmm. I was like looking at her, I'm like, like, what? He just got elected as president. Like, aren't you happy? She's like, yes, I'm super happy. But she's like, you don't understand what this means. She's like, the fact that we got a black president now, that means that you can literally be whatever you want in life. And like seeing that representation in that moment has like, I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. And it's given me all the confidence to be like, I can do exactly what I want to do, whatever I want to do, because we got a black president. You know, it's actually crazy. Like we started from the bottom. Now we We out here. No, like for real. (laughs) I think, I think that's just, that was just a big moment. I feel like, I think for me too, like with, cause I'm a worship leader too. Like the biggest thing for me was like, cause in the Christian world, a lot of times in music, there's like this, this division of like gospel artists Mm -hmm. and gospel is like your stereotypical, like, yeah, Yeah, like dancing in the house. And it's like, we didn't go to church like that. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's also like the stereotypical, like CCM, which is like, how big is our God? I was like, I also don't want to do that either. So it's like, I was like, where do I fit in? And that's why like, when I saw like Maverick City for me, yeah, that was like such a big thing for me because to see someone like Chandler Moore and Naomi Rain, who were black and very Mm -hmm. much so black, but to sing kind of CCM music, but with their own flavor, with their own style, it was kind of just like, there is a room for all of us. There is room for me in like this sphere. And I don't have to exactly fit this like CCM mold or fit this like white mold, I guess you could say. But I also don't have to go all the way and be gospel because that's not me. That's not how I grew up. And I, I can kind of like find and create my own lane and still be a part of this, like our mission to like lead people to Christ and worship. No, that that is like so important and so huge. And like kind of like since we are on the topic, I kind of wanted to ask, like, what kind of made you decide that you wanted to become a worship leader? Yeah. Yeah. I know, like for me, um, it was more so actually when mom got was a worship pastor at a, our old church. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got like my start into worship in that. And. At first, I'm not going to lie, I thought this was just going to be a part of my come up story. I was like, I'm just going to be worship leading for a little bit and Mm -hmm. then I'm going to become the next Giveon. Like that was just what it was going to happen. Like it was a part of my plan. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I love to do. But I still wasn't really like actively living for Christ. I was just like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. yeah. And then it was when quarantine happened and I fell in love with the Lord and I just like grew in a relationship with the Lord. And like, as we were talking, I just felt so alone. I didn't feel heard. I was losing friends. I couldn't see friends. Um, And I just felt like I had nobody else. So I was kind of just at a point where I was like, well, mama and daddy, they always told us about like this God stuff. And like, they were like, he always hears you and he's always there for you. So I'm like, well, God, if you are, this is about your time to show up. You threw the lifeline out. I did, I did. And and it worked. (laughs) And for me, it's just like, like one moment that I like vividly, vividly remember, which is like Mm -hmm. the turning point in my relationship with the Lord was definitely like, I was in our room at the top bunk. Yeah. And um, I was just crying. Like I was just crying because I was so broken. I was so angry like i was angry at everything that was happening in our country i was angry at uh, some people that i were, was friends with at the time i was angry at our family there yeah. was so much stuff going yeah, on with yeah. our family during that time and i was just so hurt and i was like lord like i, I need something like i need something right now yeah and i picked up my bible because i was like well i ain't got nothing else to yeah. do so i might as well pick up my bible and i was reading psalm um psalm 6 8 and it said like flee from all works of evil for the lord hears your weeping uh-huh. And then at that point, I was really crying yeah, because yeah. I'm like, boy, how you know? Like, how'd you know I was crying, guy? What? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, And just 
that moment for it, I was like, this is real. Like it was yeah. the first time that I like for myself felt like the presence of the Lord. And I'm like, oh, it's not like just this like spirit in the air that like is like this oh, fairy no, tale. Yeah. Like it's this real thing. And like when you have an encounter with him and he meets you where you're at and loves you exactly where you're at, like I was not a person that like at that time was like your stereotypical Christian. Yeah. I was really not deserving of for him to meet me where I was at and love me. Uh -huh. But he did anyway. And that, that's kind of where I got to the point. I was like, I want to live for him. Yeah. Like, I, I want to, I, I need to dedicate my life to like helping other people experience this also. No, that's, that's like so important. And it's so huge of like, as we grow in our faith and like, you know, becoming, bringing more people to Christ is like huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of segues too of like this thing that you started, you know, the outlet. Um, and especially I know, like you said, it's for people our age and just like all the things we go through. So I kind of want you to ex expand on that. Like what made you come up why the name why name why the name it the outlet mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. kind of like what is the mission behind it and just like why did you feel that was something that was missing in the world yeah so the outlet was actually really crazy i had went to go visit my girlfriend shout out sophia love you um <laughs> went to go visit my girlfriend in california and um i came back home and I had been talking to some of my friends a little bit before about like starting something like a Bible study or something. But I always was like, I just don't want it to be weird, bro. Like, yeah, we all know, like you said, you even grew up with like in a kind of like conservative area and all this stuff. So like church people can be weird. Like they can be real weird and real creepy. And I was like, yo, I don't want this to be no Bible study where we sit in a circle and be like, oh, like, what do you need help from yeah. today? Like I wanted it to feel fresh and genuine. Yeah. So when I got home, I was like, you know what? Let's start this thing called the outlet. The inspiration behind it was just that, like, everybody is searching for a source. Everybody is searching for a source of peace or peace of joy or source of, like, happiness or whatever it is you're searching mm -hmm. for. And, like, the world will sell you crystals. The world will sell you astrology. The world will sell you whatever. But in that and we are, and at this point, we get to a certain point where, like, it's not working. Like, it's not yeah. working. And I know and like as a believer, I know that that source and that thing that you're looking for there's a piece of your heart that only Christ can feel. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like, I wanted to create this space where we can introduce that to people. But especially like with our generation, I think there's so much church hurt or religious mm -hmm. hurt or whatever, because, you know, we get you, some people have like Bible thumper parents or mm -hmm. like they went to a church that was very like legalistic and like, you have to follow these rules. And if you don't, you're not a believer. Anti LGBT, and all LGBT. anti LGBT, all this other stuff. And it's like, that's not, who Christ is. Yeah. Christ loves people exactly where they're at. Yeah. Even even when you are a sinner, it's not saying that he loves your sin, but he loves you. Exactly. And that's what we are supposed to model. So that's what the outlet is about like coming in exactly as you are, wherever you are in your walk. If you love Jesus, if you don't love Jesus, come and you can ask whatever question you want. Even those taboo questions that you feel like if I ask that church like I'm about to get a major side eye right now. Yeah. Like that's what we want to talk about. We want to open that up so then we can like just give you the opportunity to be like, okay, like who is Christ to me, mm -hmm. to me personally? Because it's all about your personal relationship. It's not about like you following these legalistic rules and all this stuff. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's like huge. Yeah. And I think just like allowing yourself to, you know, have like put your faith out there and like introduce people to Christ in like a new way. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Mike Todd always says, like, yeah. you know, represent. Yeah. But I think doing it that way in like a young hip way is is a way to actually reach people. 
Because like I say, some people, they are like so pushed away from the church and all those things. Whereas they, they you say come to church with me, they're going to be like, eh. Absolutely not. I don't know yeah. if I want to actually come to exactly. church with The you. last time I was at church, they like threw rocks at me because I said I like boys. Like, <laughs> exactly. you, don't, you, don't no, know, you don't know what it is. Like, it, literally. I mean, if that is the case, I'm so sorry. Exactly. Like, I'm so sorry. But then, you know, like something with Ellis, like, you know, 30 minutes over Zoom, just talk about something like what you've been going through or, or even just share a quick word or, mm-hmm. or a little devotion. And I think it's just like important and it's so accessible. Anybody can come to it. Exactly. It's a Zoom link. Yeah. It's in my bio, by the way. So if y'all looking like, hey, it's kind of dope. Uh, it's in my bio. But yeah, it's just so it's accessible. It's easy. We all college students or even if we're not college students, we're young adults. That's very, very busy. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of it is like you can hop on for 30 minutes. It's a quick like we talk about something and then we have a Q&A. And then at the end, I just pray for everybody. And it's like go out and do what you will with this information because I, yeah. I I can only exactly. plant the can seed. Only it, yeah, yeah, I can only plant the seed, but hopefully it's blessing people and hopefully it's causing people to be like, you know what, I want to dive in deeper and I want to figure out like who the Lord is to me more yeah. based off of that that like meeting. No, and I think like those meetings go like absolutely amazing. I've been in like a few of them. Thank you. And thank you. honestly, I remember one thing that kind of stood out that I wanted you to explain and talk about even more yeah. is um how you know, your someone's faith journey is very similar to a fitness journey because a lot of my audience, you know, is really workout type of people into yeah. fitness. And, you know, fitness journey is it's a journey. It has its ups and its downs. You're motivated one week, not motivated the next week. You get in the best shape of your life and then you gain 30 pounds because your girlfriend break over you or just life happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of want you to explain how, you know, growing in your faith is similar to growing in your fitness journey. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I used that analogy. Um. To me, it just can't be because it's like with like your relationship with the Lord, I think it gets presented to people that it's like once you give your life to Christ or once you decide to live to Christ, it's going to be this fairy tale. And you're going to always want to pick up your Bible and read your Bible. And you're going to always want to turn on Elevation Worship and listen to <laughs> I See a Victory or Give a yeah. Victory or like whatever. And that's not the case. Like, bro, yeah. I, I love the Lord. I really do. And yeah. he's like the number one thing in my life. But some days, bro, I do not want to pick up the Bible. They speak yeah. in Shakespeare language. I don't understand half of the stuff mm-hmm. they're saying. I'm going to have to Google like 85 terms in what I just read. Yeah. Like sometimes I just don't want to. Yeah. But like, the reason why I use that analogy is because the same thing with fitness. When you get up in the morning, some days you don't feel like going to the gym, but you're going to go because mm-hmm. you don't want to be jiggly at the, the beach <laughs> next year or exactly. in the summer or something. Exactly. So you're like, you know, I'm about to go to the gym because even though I don't want to, I know this is going to be better for me down the line. Yeah. And that's how I look at it with our relationship with the Lord. Even though I don't want to pick up my word right now, even though I don't really want to listen to worship music, even though I don't really want to pray right now, I know that seeking the Lord is going to be better for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. It says in Jeremiah that seek me and you will find me if you seek me wholeheartedly. Yeah. So it's just about like, if I go after you, Lord, even when I don't want to, because my heart is desperate for you, mm-hmm. then I will find you and it will be better for me in the long run. So the next time that my anxiety comes up, I'll know where to run. I'll know where my hope comes from. The next time that that depressive episode comes again, I'll know who to turn to. I'll know, like, you'll be better equipped in the future to deal with like issues and stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's like, we got to do it even when we don't want to, because overall, it's going to help us. Yeah. I think like an, another way I look at that analogy too, is kind of like me and you talked about of like within fitness, there's no one way to become fit. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, 
you got bodybuilding where you're gonna be big and you look good you got powerlifting where you'd be like the strongest people in the world yeah you got athletes who can jump run and everything like that you got people who do crossfit and all those people you would all define them as fit yeah but yeah. they have different training regimens and different things that they have their strengths at that mm -hmm. allow them to be them and i think yeah. it's the same thing in christianity whereas for some people you know maybe reading the bible is just like something that is harder for them they don't really love that but they can do worship music for a whole two-hour session yeah. or anything like yeah. that so worship is how they can grow in their faith a lot or some mm -hmm. people are like you know i can't i don't really worship and i don't really read my bible as much but i can pray to the lord and, and seek the lord that way and i hear him that way yeah and yeah. it's just showing that there's not one way to grow in your faith and be how to become a a spiritually fit christian yeah like exactly almost... right come on that's a bar right there. that's a bar come on right <laughs> no but i mean like that's like what i've learned and that's how i've kind of like embraced my own spiritual journey yeah of like and like you say it comes in in like increments yeah so it's like i'm i'm not gonna lie like i don't just listen to worship music 24 7 yeah but i try to start my day off by listening to worship music for the first hour exactly you know and exactly. and and slowly you know pushing myself like to new levels just like i do with my fitness journey yes. Yes. so i think that's just like overall like kind of how i've learned to embrace this spiritual journey and, and grow in my faith throughout this past year and i like that too because like i think sometimes people think like oh when i when i decide to live for christ like i gotta be great at all levels of it i gotta mm -hmm. be good at the reading the Bible be part. i gotta be it. yeah I, yeah i gotta be the broad i gotta be so good at it i gotta be a triple threat i gotta yeah. be a prayer warrior a bible theologian yeah. and i gotta be a worship leader like i gotta be all three and it's like pause yeah like you just gave your life to christ exactly. it's not like that exactly if you just give your life to christ and you can only handle one of those like you version devotionals where they give you like a verse and then yeah. that's about it yeah that's still a step in the right direction exactly. that's a step forward and it's the same thing with when you started working out like exactly a lot of your friends and stuff are fitness and fools y'all yeah. might not y'all might be huge now yeah but y'all had to start somewhere all of us do yeah and at the beginning you could only bench press on it maybe some of y'all maybe couldn't even do 135. i couldn't I yeah you could sophomore exactly. year of high school i exactly. could not even do the exactly 135. you couldn't even do 135 and look at you now but that was yeah. because you were consistent and you grew through like increments yeah yeah at first you had to put on 25s on each side yeah you couldn't put the plates on first yeah so with your faith walk at first it might be a little devotional you mm -hmm. can't read a whole chapter yet and yep. that's okay exactly. you're still growing you're still strengthening your relationship with christ exactly so if we look at it that way and even when sometimes some old school Christians might get on you because you're not doing enough, tell them to get a life. Exactly. Because that is not how it is. That's I'm telling you this right now. He loves you just as much if you're reading just a devotional right now and you can't do a chapter. He loves you and his heart is jumping for joy that just, just at the thought that you're seeking him and trying to make an effort to grow in your relationship with him. I agree with that. And one of the biggest things I feel like I've learned up coming through these past few years and like growing in my faith is that like, at the end of the day, your relationship is between you and the Lord. And some, some one thing with, with Christians that like bothers me is that they can be very judgmental mm -hmm. and they can be like, oh, like, okay, you read your Bible, but you do this, like you lie. And it's like, okay i'm sorry i struggle with that like mm -hmm. you have your own things that you struggle with too like do you pay taxes like do come you, on come do, on are you taking the money come on let's talk about it let's talk about it let's talk about it because the thing is too sometimes a lot of people and this one got me a little hot because yeah. let me like let me sit up because yeah. the thing is oh it's so true like just because you're seeing might not be something that is outward yeah what what your search history look like, bro? bro? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we're not ready yeah. for that conversation. <laughs> exactly. Or or how many things did you lie about on your tax form? Yeah. This year when you trying to go to IR, because that's you you're a liar. Dude. Yeah. But just because somebody else is seeing or something that you don't agree with, maybe outward, like for say if somebody it doesn't agree with the LGBTQ community or yeah. whatever, 
just because theirs is outward doesn't mean Christ loves them any less than he yep. loves you. Because if he still loves you as a liar on your tax form, exactly. he still will love the person that is dealing with homosexuality or whatever yeah, it is. I agree. So it's like, come on, y'all. Like, why can't we extend that same love and grace to people that God is always extending to us? Yeah. Like, no. come on. I mean, it's a, like elementary Bible verse that they always tell you growing up. It's like, love your neighbor love, as yourself. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> we lose it. We literally forget that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second, yeah. right under that, <laughs> is love your neighbor as yourself. And he doesn't say just the neighbors that love Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He don't say that. And I'm sure some of y'all wish he did, but he don't. <laughs> yeah. So you got to love everybody. The person that makes you angry, the person that... It does does a sin that you don't like or whatever it is. You gotta love everybody. Yeah. Because if that was the case, then Jesus could have stopped loving you a while ago. No, that that's so true. I, I just feel like it's just great. Like I feel like to talk about things like this and like really explain Christianity to our audience, just because mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot of people in Christianity and church of like, oh, like like you say, like the most holy people, and like yeah. we go to church every day, only listen to worship music. But it's like. I ain't gonna lie, I'm just, I'm listening to the Drake album on Friday. Yeah, and, I'm, and, like, and I'm not gonna lie, I almost cussed people out when I was driving here because <laughs> yeah, Chicago yeah. traffic is ridiculous. Yeah. Do I still love Jesus? Yes, exactly. no, I not, do. We're not perfect. Well, I'm not perfect, and I'm not trying to claim that I am, but it's just no. about, like, we want to get to a point where we're actively seeking the Lord because he's the greatest thing for us. Like, that is, yeah. that, and I say that with so much confidence because I've yeah. been, and I've lived life without him. So I know, like, it is the yeah. best thing for you to live life with him. And it's just like once you seek the Lord and like really build a relationship with him, you get this amount of peace oh. that is un like you can't even understand it. Like it I makes would, no sense. Like your life could just be going to shreds. Like you could literally your house could be on fire mm -hmm. and you could get broken up with your girlfriend, break up with you and just like all these things and your parents get divorced. Mm -hmm. But like if you are pursuing the Lord and have peace with him, that stuff will just seem so minimal. You just like, Lord, I know this is very unfortunate and tough but I'm going to trust you. And I know that this is all for your will to grow me as a person and yes. equip me for the next season of yes. my life. And, and I would say like with that, for me, like a prime example of that was first semester of college last year. So like literally a year from like now, like yeah, at yeah. this point a year ago, I was majoring in education. I was doing all, I was majoring in education and doing all this stuff. And I was so unhappy. But the thing was like, I had planned out getting a job as a teacher. I had tried to like network my way through the, my senior year. I was telling every teacher that I know like, yeah, I'm gonna try to get a job so I can get a job at that school yeah, again. Yeah. And I was like, it on paper looks so good, but it was not what the Lord wanted for me. And I knew it, I knew it, but yeah. I was scared to do what I felt like the Lord wanted me to do, which was going to ministry, lead worship and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Because going into ministry, you could be broke. Like that's just yeah. the reality of the situation. Yeah. So I was like, this is scary. But it was once that I said, you know what, God, I'm gonna give you my yes. And I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to walk in this and I'm going to try to pursue worship lead. And I'm going to try to pursue ministry. And even now when people ask me like, so what are you going to do when you're like out of school? Or what are you, what are you going to do next year? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I don't exactly. know. I actually have no idea what my future looks like. Yeah. But I know that I'm walking with the Lord and I have so much more peace now, even mm -hmm. with no idea of what the Lord is going to lead me to next. Because when I was walking through life without him, mm -hmm. I was so broken. Yeah. Even when I had it all planned out because it wasn't his plan. Yeah. So like that's why it's just like it's always better with Jesus. I'm gonna say that yeah. it's always better with we should put that on a shirt. Yeah. It's always, it's always better. we should make a shirt. It's always better with Jesus. <laughs> I knew he was gonna have to sing. <laughs> you can't take a worship lead nowhere without hearing him sing at least one time. That kind of ate though. That kind of ate though. I kind of ate though. <laughs> You've been no. singing your whole life. Yes, I've been singing my whole life. Like yeah. since, you've always been good at it. 
I mean, uh, <laughs> you, always been, you get jealous. You get jealous of the singer. No, I I knew I couldn't sing my whole life. I but mean, we used to do the talent shows. We used to do talent shows. A little you fun used to know your part, Jesus. Jesus. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, remember though, no, like practicing for those talent shows. And Mama would Mom move would, the couch oh, out yeah. of the way. My mom would like make us hold water bottles, mm-hmm. like be like stand at the front, like of the room, and like we'd be starting. Jeez, nope, nope, that was off key. That was off key. Nope, start again. That's not how you're gonna start a show. Literally, <laughs> and we are literally in. I'm in fourth grade. He's in first, second, second. Like, yeah. second. like we literally like in elementary school. I'm on. To, that's off key. No, no, no. Snapping, snapping. snapping. You're dragging the song. Yeah, you're you're dra- dragging bro, the song. I don't even know what dragging. Could you even spell drag? No. <laughs> no probably not. Like, probably not. It was. It was traumatizing. Like it's. Part of, I think it's childhood trauma. We probably should go to therapy for that. Yeah. It was crazy. Like. It was wild, but it was so funny because now that I look back at those, I'm like, wow, that was so dope. Like, it's a memory oh, yeah. that we'll have forever. Oh, yeah. We're going to be telling our kids, oh, our yeah. nieces and nephews, like, bro, we used to eat the talent shows up, though. We always don't even last. lie. We were last, and we used to get the loudest applause. Yeah, the whole gym would, like, erupt. So, yeah, we, we was like that. And then I had my solo debut after you after you left. Yeah. Uh, simply. I can't forget. No way. <laughs> That's what we did together. Oh, yeah. I want you back. Yes, I do now. I want you back. Oh, oh, baby. I want you back. I'm jealous as hell right now. I can sing. I sing everything. I swear I would. I've already said this a million times. Like, even serving tables, man, I'd be singing shit to them. I would. Like, I'm jealous. Bro, uh, that's hilarious. That was was a whole era. But, no, we're going to have to wrap this one up. I think definitely we're going to. Hold up. I got to ask him one question. Okay, go ahead. Playing high school football. Defensive end, who would you emulate your game after? Oh, uh, when I was in high school, I loved JJ White. Oh, okay, I okay. loved JJ White. So I think it was definitely JJ White. Then I, I was like, dang, Rose a dog. Like he just, yeah. he just unreal. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was, yeah. it was JJ White for me. JJ White, even though I was nowhere near like as tall and big and none of that. <laughs> but uh, in my heart, I was. You got like shredded over the football season, low key. Well, because I, I I feel like my body needs to go to therapy because it's bipolar. Like it literally, <laughs> it, it just goes up and down. Like at the start of the season, I was like large. I was two ten. My face yeah. was round. Like, yeah. I was big. The end of the season, I was like one eighty five. I don't know no. what was going on. Yeah, I feel like your weight fluctuates like a lot more than mine. Like I'll literally see you like three weeks apart, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "How much do you weigh?" You're like two ten, and then the next week I'll see you, and you're like, "I'm one ninety five. Yeah, and I'm like, "How did you just go fifteen pounds?" Like that I don't know quick, what like, it is. It's it's an emotional roller coaster. I put on my jeans one week and I'm like, oh, okay, these nice. And then yeah. I put on other jeans. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I my the belt is about to bust. <laughs> yeah. Like, Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, <laughs> like uh uh-uh. uh. I feel that though. When I was 19, dude, I was going through because like when I was 18, best shape of my life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. By far, like workout sport, like high school sports. Yeah, you play every yeah, sports yeah. day. Yeah. Like that hits you quick, and that like your weight is just fluctuating because yeah. like. I'm still like I'm fresh out of high school. I'm still trying to be active, moving around. But yeah. then you're going through like you you're not doing it every single exactly. day for really, at least for mm-hmm. me. So that I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm set. I mean, I put on weight quick. I was two twenty. I was two fifteen, two twenty five range when I graduated. And then I remember like by I graduated in May by like October, I hit like two fifty four. And I was oh like, my bro, god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then like the next week, I'd be down to like two forty. 
Oh, and I was what? Like, so I gained 30 pounds, dropped 50. Yeah. Pounds. Like, my body was just going. Oh, my yeah, It's because you be having them wake-up calls. You be looking like, uh-uh, ain't no way I'm 250 right now. Yeah. But then you, like, go to the gym for, like, two weeks, like, hard. Yeah. Like, you back yeah. in that football grind, yes. going hard. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, I look good again, so you chill out. <laughs> sorry, sorry eating pizza again. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> no, but, I mean... Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you had me, bro. This is dope. Like, oh, I, this yeah. is so, I love what you're doing. Oh, yeah. This is so dope. Like, the whole idea of just being honest, open, transparent, like, it's needed. Mm-hmm. It's so dope. Um, And I just love it. Like, I just love that we're both doing our thing. We're both growing. Yeah. We're both thriving. And I'm gonna always be your number one supporter. So of course. you know, <laughs> of course. call me whenever, and I'm gonna be back on here. <laughs> from, from an outsider's perspective, man, this is dope as hell. Like you got your thing, you got your thing. Both supportive of each other. It's like yeah. this was a great show. Yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. No, it's it's honestly great. We'll definitely most likely have to run back a part two because I know sure. the audience sure. is gonna love this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, appreciate you coming on for real. Excited for everything that you're doing. Proud of you for what you're doing with the Thank outlet you. and everything Thank like you. that. Um, remind the people when it when is the outlet again? Every Wednesday night, 8.30 to 9, 8.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Zoom link is in my bio. So if you're interested, just hop on my Instagram. And if you have any questions, DM me. Um, ask Isaiah for my information. He'll yeah. give it to you. Um, yeah, I'm just here for y'all, especially when it yeah. comes to y'all faith walk. So. No, of course. And we'll drop, we'll drop the link and your socials in, in the description. For yeah, sure. For we sure. definitely got it. I'll, I'll add the outlet into my bio as well. So yeah. People join, so. Come on. Come on. No, I'm excited. But no, it was... It was great having you on. We definitely gonna have to run it back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, that was episode two. Thanks for checking in with Hot Topics with Isaiah Fit. And we'll see you guys next Friday. See you. Peace.